I love my country. I love my country. And I feel a sense of responsibility to stand up and fight for the best of who we are. So this is Charlie from Red Blue Talk. This channel is all about how politics and government impact people's lives. That's what this show is all about. Kamala Harris announced that she's running for president. She is a U.S. senator from California, a Democrat, a former prosecutor. She was the attorney general of California for two terms, an assistant district attorney, and then later the district attorney of the city of San Francisco and the county of San Francisco. Um, Criminal justice reform is her signature issue. Now, we're going to come back around to that, but first I want to play some clips and talk about some stuff. Basically, where is this person on the big issues? The answer is she's clearly in the progressive column. On health care, she signed on to Medicare for all. That's Bernie Sanders' health care, uh, Bernie Sanders' health care uh, bill in 2017. Um, on immigration, she's against the wall. She said, quote, illegal immigration is a civil violation, not a crime, unquote. She is clearly pro-choice. Uh, she supports a ban on assault weapons and the sale of high-capacity magazines. She supports universal background checks if you want to get a gun. Uh, on the economy, she had something called the Rent Relief Act, which would give you a tax credit if you spend more than 30% of your income on rent. So that's uh, an, an, an obvious and thoughtful uh, attempt to do something about income inequality and income distribution. She also supports a $15 minimum wage and equal pay for men and women. So in two words, the way you summarize Kamala Harris's positioning is she's a progressive prosecutor. And then the whole question for the American people who might vote for her is how do you reconcile those two things? How on the one hand do you have a progressive position uh, generally, a contemporary progressive position, and reconcile that with your history as California's top cop? Not simple. So there's this wonderful article that was written by German Lopez, uh, published a few days ago, January 23, 2019, by um, Vox Online Magazine. And it opens by saying, Is Senator Kamala Harris a progressive hero or a relic of a tough-on-crime era going back to the 90s and 2000s? And the answer to that question will determine her fate in this presidential campaign. Um, let's take a look at another clip. So here... Uh, there's a, a Senator Harris is on the is on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and here she's uh, questioning um, Kirsten Nielsen, who's the Secretary of Homeland Security. This is a pivotal moment in the history of our country when we are having discussions about whether the people of Norway, and I will use your words, Madam Secretary. And you spoke about how they were referred to as, by contrast to the people of Africa and the various countries, the 54 countries of Africa and Haiti, and we speak of them, and you've spoke of them, according to the president, as the people of Norway. Well, you know, they work very hard. The inference being the people of the 54 states of Africa and Haiti do not. That is a fair inference. So... My point here in using that clip is to illustrate that this is a very intense, serious person um, who is you know, beyond 
justice oriented. She's she's knows what she's talking about, and when she's in a prosecutorial uh, position, um, it's it's not hard to understand who she is. I think in the context of this campaign, though, they're trying to somehow soften her up, and um, and and show the progressive side maybe more than the prosecutor side, and it's creating some kind of dissonance that they're having difficulty uh, positioning her as a candidate. That that could be where it becomes very tough um, for her. So, Lily Adams is this lady right here. Lily Adams is. Kamala Harris's communications director, and apparently she has uh, a resume that dates back to the Hillary Clinton campaign. She said in this Fox article, Kamala Harris spent her career fighting reforms, fighting for reforms in the criminal justice system and pushing the envelope to keep everyone safer by bringing fairness and accountability. I mean, it's a light and flowery statement, but a, and then the, the writer goes on to say, a close examination of Harris's record shows it's filled with contradictions. She pushed for programs that helped people find jobs instead of putting them in prison, but also fought to keep people in prison even after they were proved innocent. She refused to pursue the death penalty against the man who killed a police officer, but also defended California's death penalty system in court. She implemented training programs to address police officers' racial biases, but resisted calls to get her office to investigate certain police shootings. So I'm imagining that it's a balancing act and that she's not a big phony, um, but there are going to be people out there who insist that she are. So here's this article, like, unbelievable, from Medium that came out earlier this week, and it's titled, It's Pathetic That Rachel Dolezal is Blacker Than Camilla Harris Emhoff. So let me unpack that. Kamala Harris is her name. Her married name is Kamala Harris Emhoff because she's married to a white guy who happens to be Jewish. Her own background is she's, uh, I guess her mother was Indian and her father was Jamaican. So she's going to have to uh, navigate uh, a lot. Now, she goes on here to say, uh, the writer says, Kamala Harris Emhoff is doing everything she can to pander to black voters with worn-out stereotypes and insulting gestures, begging the question, why? No real black person has to placate their blackness or authenticate it with pathetic videos about songs that we all know neither she nor her lily white husband listens to. Okay, so what they're talking about there, let's watch this clip really quick here. Watch this. Hey, it's Kamala Harris, and this is my Mood Mix. A song that has always made me dance. Check the rhyme, A Tribe Called Quest. You know, I'm talking about Fife. <laughs> okay, so uh, my advice to Lily Adams would be less of that and maybe more of this. This is a serious discussion where Kamala Harris is being interviewed by uh, The Breakfast Club, which is a radio internet show, and she talks about her background uh, having attended a historically black college and university. Let's check this out. You know, you, you mentioned, of course, we went to HBCU. How important is the HBCU? Because we got away from it a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, I, and I'm looking at a lot of the colleges and attendance and enrollment is low. So how important yeah. is HBCU to you and, and especially black families? Let me tell you, I am who I am today mm -hmm. 
for two reasons, because of my mother and the family I was raised in and Howard University and HBCU. What you and I know, mm-hmm. when we walked onto that campus for the first time, we were surrounded by people that look like us, mm-hmm. all everywhere, everybody. Um, you walk onto, and I'll just speak about Howard, but I know Hampton is the same. Mm-hmm. You walk onto that campus, you can look over one area and you will see a bunch of young African-Americans who are students who are in the business school walking around with briefcases. Mm-hmm. You look over at another area and they're walking around in leotards because they're in the, the, the fi- school of fine arts. The, the football captain and star and the homecoming queen and the debate team and there are sororities and fraternities. And what you learn at an HBCU is you do not have to fit into somebody's limited perspective on what it means to be young, gifted, and black. Mm. You can be all those things. When I was at Howard, I pledged a sorority. I was so here's my point in, in playing this clip. This, this Kamala Harris is understandable. Um, she <laughs> she, she reconciles her background and her worldview with the things that she's done. Um, the Vox article makes an interesting point here. The Vox article talks about how, as she became more nationally visible, Harris was less known as a progressive prosecutor as she had been earlier in her career and more like a reform light or even anti-reform attorney general. Now critics have labeled her a cop or a sellout for a broken criminal justice system. I don't think she's a sellout. I think she needs to she needs to be more like this Kamala Harris um, so that the world gets to know her as a serious person and as the progressive prosecutor that she is. That's not a, a simple thing. She has to kind of find a way to weave together these worlds. She's from multiple worlds. She's worked in multiple worlds. Uh, she's been effective in multiple worlds. Not many people can say that, and she needs to say that for herself. Um, and then I think she can have a very um, a very effective presidential campaign. She could be president of the United States. This is a super intelligent, trustable uh, person of depth. Now, she introduced a bail reform bill um, with Senator Rand Paul that would encourage states to reform or replace their bail systems. Um, She teamed up with Cory Booker and Tim Scott to introduce a bill that would for the first time make lynching a federal crime, which is apparently in the criminal justice reform world. That's a very important thing. And, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of her story. It's criminal justice reform is her signature forward facing issue. She shouldn't back off from it. So I would say to, you know, this uh, Lily Adams person, don't worry about whether she points with her finger or her, the ends of her knuckles. That's not what's going to get the American people to believe and trust her. What's going to get the American people to believe in her and to trust Kamala Harris is an understanding of how she uh, was able to uh, reconcile the world of the progressive with the world of the prosecutor. Uh, Don't apologize for it. Don't try to hyper-rationalize it. Explain it for what it is. And I think people will definitely connect with her story. So one more clip here. Um, when the Brett Kavanaugh uh, Supreme Court justice nomination thing was going on, she had a very visible role. And let's let's see that Kamala Harris. Kasowitz, Benson, and yeah. Torres, which is the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller 
or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question, yes or no. I, I need to know the, uh, I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talked with. Who'd you talk to? I don't think I, I I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so are of you, who works. I, are you saying that with all that you remember, you have an impeccable memory. You've been speaking for almost eight hours, I think, more with this committee about all sorts of things you remember. Yeah. How can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm? This I don't, investigation has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, I'm not sure I, do I, I, I'm just trying to think, do I know anyone? Who and that's the key. She needs to follow her own advice. Answer the questions. If people ask you, how were you able to be a progressive and a prosecutor, answer that question. Why were you in favor of you know, bail reform, but you did this and, and you argued that on behalf of the state of California? Explain why it happened. Don't weave and bob. Just say what happened. Because this, this Kamala Harris is a highly credible, highly intelligent person who you could potentially vote for for president because she looks like somebody I could trust. That's really the bottom line on this. Uh, we're all looking for somebody that we can trust to vote for for president. And my hunch is that Kamala Harris uh, is more than catching fire. She's written her second book. Um, there's going to be a lot more where this came from. And on Monday evening, um, she's going to be on a town hall on CNN. So Red Blue Talk is all about how politics and government impact people's lives um, at Red Blue Talk is the best way to reach me on Twitter. Uh, RedBlueTalk.com is where I post everything that I do. Um, and on Twitter, I'm sorry, on uh, YouTube, YouTube.com. And, uh, of course, on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash RedBlueTalk. So um, join me next time. If you like this clip mode of working, let me know. I can do more of these, and I want to get back to recording some uh, interviews with local people as well. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you on the next video and audio and podcast. Bye.